everyone, and welcome back to Outtakes. Today, I'm joined by Jake Parshall and Allison Green, and they are both on our Outfront Studios team, and they are also the co-chairs for the LGBTQIA plus ERG, or at Outfront, we call those our employee resource groups. And we're going to talk a lot about continuing the conversations around diversity at the company and why the ERG exists, its mission, and how it can be a great resource for people in the LGBTQIA plus community, but also allies. Hi there, everyone. Hi. So one of the first questions I have, and I think a great way for us to start the conversation, is really if you could give a a little primer on the ERG, when you guys started it, and your general goals and things you've been working on. Our ERG, we call ourselves Out It Out Front, and we kicked off a year ago. Today, we had our first call on National Coming Out Day in 2019. And our main goal is just to create a sense of community um, for all LGBTQIA plus employees and our allies and a safe space to share stories and just camaraderie. And it's even more important now that so many of us are working remote and away from friends and coworkers. We also want to be an educational resource for those who want to know more about our group and LGBT people in general. One of the things Jake just mentioned, and obviously the conversation we're having this week is very timely, given that National Coming Out Day is this weekend on Sunday, October 11th, that you launched a year ago around National Coming Out Day. And one of the things we discussed, the three of us in our kind of planning for this conversation, was a little bit about why National Coming Out Day is so important in the LGBTQIA plus community and how it's a little different than Pride. I know it's something that I didn't necessarily know much about, but I think would be really educational for anyone listening. Yeah, so uh, National Coming Out Day started in the 80s, kind of during the same time as the feminist and sexual liberation movements. And it's really rooted in the idea that homophobia thrives in a environment of silence and ignorance. And if people are visible and out there, it's less, people are less likely to have prejudice and like hate someone if they know gay individual or trans individual, instead of it just being this idea, this thing they see in the media, but people all around them, their friends, their family. More and more people are coming out. And so that, leads to more acceptance. So it's really important for us to be able to come out and celebrate who we are. So along the lines of coming out, we'll talk a little bit in a second about a bunch of company-wide panels and conversations you've had over the course of the last year that have gotten a lot of attention within the company, had really high numbers of attendance, which I think is amazing. And it shows that the community is really inclusive of everyone, both people who fit into the LGBTQIA plus community and identify that way, and also allies and people who just want to learn more. But when we think about coming out, something you guys said to me that I thought was very interesting, and you mentioned came up in one of your recent conversations, was this notion of in the workplace or in life that people come out for the first time to their friends and their family but then there's this element of needing to come out almost every day or in conversations. I think most people's default is to assume that 
everyone is straight. So they make those assumptions and they like make comments based on those assumptions. So every day with your mailman, clients, coworkers, just strangers, you're, you're always having to come out. People will like see a picture of me and my boyfriend and be like, oh, is that your brother? Instead of asking like, oh, who's that? They just make those assumptions. Likewise, I had a fiance. Um, when I would say that to a stranger, they would they'd automatically think that it was a man um, because you know fiance is a gender neutral term. And something we talked about, and I think is very interesting, knowing that this is a podcast for people in our industry and it's people who we work with and our our colleagues and and friends. That as we were sort of talking through the idea of fian- words like fiance being really gender neutral that there's also always these moments that sometimes you you or others might experience in the workplace where things like significant other or partner, if they were more commonplace, it makes it easy. It makes it a level playing ground where you don't always have to clarify and don't always feel like you have to continue to come out. Hopping off what you just said about making assumptions and like gendered language, um, also just being cognizant of not just uh, you know, fellow employees at Outfront, but even like clients and other people in your lives, some people don't prescribe to he, him, or she, hers. Uh, they prefer to be they, thems. And it's important to respect people's pronouns. Um, don't make fun of them. And, you know, if you slip up earnestly, you know, apologize, correct yourself. There's a difference between ignorance and evil, right? If you make a mistake and call somebody by the wrong pronoun, it's okay. But try to remember the next time. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, I've noticed in having this conversation with you guys and in previous conversations I had with Kobe Little is that so much of the movement in society today, I think the LGBTQIA plus community has been making significant strides for many years. But so much of it is about acceptance and the tolerance to not learn and not accept has sort of gone has gone away, which is great. But there's also this element that people have to get caught up and things are changing. And it's nice always to hear that it's okay to make mistakes. You just have to accept the mistakes and learn from them to move forward. So kind of along the lines of learning and evolving, the LGBTQIA plus has evolved. For years, it was what I knew as just LGBT, then it was LGBTQ. Um, and and what we talked a little bit about is that it plus is obviously all encompassing. It helps catch, be a catch all for a lot of remaining people who identify differently. But you guys were explaining to me that there's a nuance with the Q and the A that I thought was very interesting. I never heard that before. And I also think that for people who are trying to understand it, have heard it referred to as alphabet soup at times and are trying to get the letters in order, it would be good to understand what they each stand for, why why they represent what they do. It's a lot of acronyms. LGBTQIA plus is the big one. It can also be shortened to LGBTQ plus. The plus is always important because it makes it all-encompassing. L is obviously lesbian. G is gay. Um, B is bisexual. Uh, T is trans. Q um, has dual meanings, either queer or questioning. Um, 
and I as intersex, and A can either mean ally or asexual. So along the lines of what I think is very interesting is the dual meaning of the letters. Maybe that's because I'm in marketing, but also trying to accept and learn. If we think about the A and the asexual, but also the ally component, it's a very natural segue to another part of what we're going to talk about. I mentioned a little bit earlier that you have had a few company-wide panels and conversations, and your attendees were an interesting mix. It wasn't just people who identify in the letter group, uh, unless you really think of the A as allies. So it'd be nice to hear a little bit more about what those conversations were like, what allies represent to the community, and who they are. Yeah, there were a lot of people... and in our calls that were, um, had, they were parents of LGBT, uh, children. There were, uh, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, um, people that were wanted to know more. Um, so we had a, a good mix of people. Yeah. Well, I felt the support was like very overwhelming, especially on the first call we had last year. Um, there was an outpouring of support from, people who were parents. Um, We even had someone, a child of a lesbian couple and like all of these stories and these lives are like important to our community as well. And we can all like learn and grow from each other and support each other. There were some very heartwarming stories too that we got to hear. And I think everyone, you know, got very emotional with some of the, the stories they were telling. What I think is really compelling about that and the reason I want to make sure we talked about this a little bit is that the employee resource group is not designed to be, or maybe it was and it's evolved, but either way, it is no longer just for people who are in the company who are LGBTQIA or plus. And it's not just for allies to say, how can I support my coworkers? It's really this this space where people can feel comfortable talking to their colleagues to learn how to better manage their family relationships or their friend relationships and things that they can do to better themselves all around, not just to be respectful professionally, if you will. And I I think that's really a nice thing for us to have internally that people can come to work and feel like they get more than just professional growth, they get personal growth as well. Yeah. One of the reasons we wanted to uh, have these calls and make this ERG is so we can, as out front as a whole, we can have kind of a community just for us to talk to each other. Maybe we're the only gay person in the office, but there's other gay people and allies uh, throughout our company. And it's nice to, especially during COVID times, have an outlet for um, to have that community. Definitely going into it, we we knew there there would be an ally component and a friends and family component, but we were definitely overwhelmed by just how many parents there were. So we've created some teams uh, like chat rooms, um, and now we've created one just for parents. So there can be that support group and conversation between parents going through similar things within the company, and they can lean on each other for help, support, advice. And these are private groups, so everything was confidential. You can feel comfortable to talk um, amongst yourselves in the different issues that you face. 
we also have a group for just LGBT employees. So that's also private. So if you are listening and want to learn more, get connected, be on, if there's a listserv, we talked a little bit about some resources. How, how do you get involved? We have some resources on the inclusion corner of Inside Out, uh, including a really great video, if you haven't seen it, from Don Sienna um, about his coming out, especially timely with it being National Coming Out Day. Um, and if you want to be added to the Teams groups, any of them, um, or just have any questions, concerns, whatever, you can email us at out at outfrontmedia.com. Jake and Allison, thank you so much for joining. And as always, thank you to everyone for listening. If you have more questions about getting involved and want to learn more, continue the discussion, please reach out and we will connect you. Whether you are an ally or part of the community because you identify one way or another, please feel like this is an open opportunity to get involved. And until next time, over and out.